David, and yo, this your boy Dre. What up, Dre? What you doing? Man, it's been a long night. <laughs> As y'all can see, Dre's not here with us today. You know why? Because today is 420. That means he was celebrating it a little bit early yesterday. But hey, we're going to move on without him. This is the Perspective Podcast, and today we're talking about the cannabis industry. Now, y'all know, oh, heads, we, we call it weed. My guests don't like that. You know, weed, Mary, Joanna, that reefer. So, today we have Chase Starling and Stuart McLean. They are the CTO and CEO of Inertia's Root, a hemp derived cannabis brand that focuses on providing quality, holistic supplements for urban professionals. That sounds real good for what y'all do. I like that. So, if y'all give me a quick five minutes to introduce our guests. Because it's a long bio. But y'all will understand the long bio and how they got into it. So first we'll start with Chase and Stuart. They were both born in East Texas and moved to Dallas in middle school. After high school, Chase went on to Morehouse, so he's a Morehouse man, and received his BS in computer science. Right after that, he came to St. Louis working at Boeing. For eight years he's been here. He's enjoyed his passion of coaching basketball in his free time. Then him and his brother began their entrepreneur journey. He used his technological expertise to help Stuart grow his company. Chase is now focused on being the chief technology officer of Inertia's Root, doing the IT consulting and web website contracting work, and starting his own small technology business. It's early, but y'all know it's 420, <laughs> so that would explain. Y'all see all this smoke. Next up, let's talk about Stuart. So Stuart went to Tennessee State University. So we have to give him props because guess what? We have HBCUs in the house and we always love HBCUs here. So he pursued his degree in psychology and played in football. But during his sophomore year, he suffered a torn rotator cuff injury that required surgery and rehab. So after going to follow-up visits, he also discovered he had Crohn's disease, which causes the inflammation of your digestive tract. So dealing with these debilitating impacts of post-surgery opioid, Opioids? Opioids? How y'all say this? Opioids. Opioids. Y'all don't see, I don't do drugs like that, y'all, so I don't be knowing the proper technology uh, terms. But the opioids and Crohn's, he started to do his research on the holistic pain management solution. So once he completed his master's and bachelor's degree from TSU, what, what? He spent 10 years working in corporate America selling medical devices. That's kind of neat. I, I work for a medical device company. Then, unfortunately, the company decided to close without warning. Dang, I should have kept reading that sentence, right? I just gave my props and then I was like, yeah, they are. Damn. It's worse like it gets real sad. <laughs> but, oh, it gets even worse. Wait, now, I should have read this before I got here. Then, this was a couple of days before his wedding. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's oh, not for no, <laughs> Oh, y'all, y'all gonna need y'all tissues for this episode. I did not know. So, he experienced his first layoff, but he began to take steps to achieve his passion of becoming a full-time entrepreneur. A few months later, he was offered a job working in the addiction treatment industry. And this allowed him to fulfill his desire to really help others utilize his degree in psychology, but it also shed light on the massive demand for holistic options for individuals suffering from substance abuse, mental health issues, and chronic pain. Then he had his first child and found himself laid off again. Okay, wait. Cut. What is really going on? But being unemployed to such a vital time in his life made him realize that he needed to become more self-sufficient. That's good. Don't depend on others. So the, the skills acquired working in the medical industry served as the foundation 
for inertia's root. Dang, man, you could have like a lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's, it really. Gentlemen, Chase Stewart, welcome to the Perspective Podcast. Tell me a little bit about your business. Let's get straight into it. What is this business really about? Absolutely. So um, we are a hemp-derived cannabis brand, and um, our focus is, like I said before, is providing holistic options to urban professionals. Um, but we wanted to bring um, hemp, specifically CBD, to the forefront um, for people like ourselves that um, work um, throughout the day or have chronic pain and want to relax without being uh, stoned or too psych have a psychoactive effect. Uh, so we started this business um, with that in mind, um, initially from my own health challenges. So I use CBD uh, religiously to, to uh, offset my health challenges and help with the things that were going on with me. Um, and then I noticed that the products also worked for family members. So I started giving the products to like my grandparents and uh, loved ones just as a test trial. Um, and found out that the CBD products were great for for yeah, grandma stone. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I heard this. I gave it to grandma first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, and most times you, it, it's funny though, because my grandma was like, I don't know if I really want to um, try weed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, I want to. I don't know if I want to try cannabis. But she had some. Uh, she had a surgery, and they gave her some. Uh, medical cannabis and she really she really enjoyed the, okay. the benefits of it so when I offer her the hemp products without the with THC in it she was fine with it so um, and it, it's really tremendously helped her um, it's helped my, my uncles that, that has been in and out of hospital with medical issues so it, it does great for uh, people that have things going on specifically chronic pain um, and that's kind of how we started the brand okay real quick because y'all gotta help me out CBD, TNT, THC, what's, what's all this stuff? Absolutely. So uh, the cannabis plant has uh, two categories. It's broken up into the marijuana plant and the hemp plant. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. That's, that's better. So the cannabis you plant. You got to make love to the mic. You got to get up on it. Get closer to the mic. It's all right. Be sanitizing between episodes. Okay, cool. So, um, the cannabis plant is broken up into two categories. There's the hemp side and the marijuana side. Uh, the marijuana side is what most people are aware of. It's the traditional uh, weed or you know whatever other terminology you want to use for it. Uh, but that's the psychoactive plant. Uh, it'll get you high, but it's also good for pain management. Um, it's good for insomnia. It's good for anxiety and depression. Uh, so it has a ton of medical benefits. And then you have the hemp plant, um, which is traditionally non-psychoactive. Um, it has about 0.3% THC, um, which is the legal limit for hemp, uh, to, for something to be classified as hemp. Um, and that plant is gives you all the medicinal benefits of the cannabis plant without the psychoactive effect. Um, and so you see a lot of professionals turning to CBD to fight anxiety, to fight uh, depression. We're in a pandemic right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the things that people are using to kind of offset their, their anxiety. I know a lot of people are running around with anxiety. So they use like a tincture like we have here, um, which goes sublingually under your tongue and it dissolves um, and it helps calm you down and relax you. Um, and so that's what a lot of people are turning towards versus traditional marijuana. Um, you know, if you have a job, you can't smoke weed. Um, you're going to fill a drug test and things like that. So um, this this kind of gives you an option to get the medicinal benefit without the psychoactive effect in filling a drug test. So for y'all business, 
are y'all selling more of one or the other, or do you sell both of them? How does it work? Uh, specifically for our business, the Nurses Root brand is a CBD brand. Um, we are we are launching uh, a, a medicinal cannabis component to our business later on in the year, um, and we'll, it'll probably be under another name. So tell us about your business, because what I found interesting, you're not physically at one spot. You're actually online. Yeah. So how does that work out? So our products are available. We have an online collective. Um, some will call it an online dispensary. Um, and we sell uh, our CBD flour, we sell temp uh, tinctures, we sell uh, hemp bombs, um, and all of the, uh, you have our merch, which, which we have on. Yep. Um, and so a lot of those products are sold online, and the reason we did that is so, so they would be available to everyone in, in the country versus just in our local area. Uh, then you have you don't have the, the overhead of owning a physical location, right? Uh, we're, we're going through a pandemic right now, and so we, we felt like it, would, it made more sense to do an online collective. Uh, it just gives us more options um, to kind of move our business and, and um, work it in a way that's, that's beneficial to us. Um, but I think at some point we'll have a, a brick-and-mortar location. Okay. So let's talk about this country. As you guys have seen, state after state is first going after the medicinal use. And then a couple of years later, they go into recreational. And I think right now we have, what, 18 to, is it 30? It's like 18 to 30 states at this point have some form of medicinal and or recreational use. Where do you think we're going as a country and how are you guys setting yourselves up for when we get there? Um, I think we're headed towards uh, recreational cannabis and probably within the next three to five years. Um, the current uh, president and uh, his cabinet have decided that they want to push a, a, a reform on, on medical cannabis or just cannabis in general. So uh, we'll wait and see. Um, you know, there are signs that point in the opposite direction, but uh, I, I could see, you know, three to five years, the whole country having some type of program. Um, and pretty much most of the states even have a medicinal or a recreational cannabis program at this point. So. It's only a matter of time and the, the chips are falling in place to, um, you know, make cannabis a, a international trade mm -hmm. commodity. Um, look at Mexico. They just legalized uh, recreational marijuana. Um, you have Canada that legalized recreational marijuana a few years ago. And so now the surrounding countries uh, around us now have programs and I think it's going to kind of put the pressure on the U.S. to make a decision and kind of fall in line. Um, if you look at the world trade treaties that have come out recently, they're talking about um, international trade of cannabis and making it an um, international trade commodity. So wow. it, it, it's on the way. And I think that, you know, what we've done to prepare ourselves is just to work on infrastructure, uh, building on our business model and, um, you know, testing it, testing it in the market to make sure it's, it's profitable and it works for us. Okay. So walk me through the website. Like, do I go in, click what I want, and then do I have to show a card online? Do I have to upload something, or how does that work? No, so um, I'll take care of this. So as the technology person of the company, um, you go online. So since our company is CBD, um, you don't need a medical card, right? So you just go online, <coughs> just like any other online store. You go online, you view what products we have, and you check out. Because um, all of our products, depending on the state, all of our products can be shipped around the state so it's just like ordering anything online you go online you browse you see what you like read about it whatever and you pick your product 
you order it, we ship it to you, if you get it in a few days, and then that's it. So I think our listeners are wanting to know, are y'all giving a discount or anything today? Sure. I, I tried y'all, look, I, y'all see, I tried to get y'all the discount. They like, wait, whoa, we, they, we ain't talking about no discount. <laughs> uh, absolutely, we'll put up a discount code later on uh, today what? for 420, what? Uh, specifically for uh, the podcast. Yeah, and, like perspective or something, that'd be yeah. type perspective 420. Yeah, we'll <laughs> perspective 420. See, Todd, that was not that, was not that fun. <laughs> Like, really, that would be tight. <laughs> and they'll thank me when they get 20% off on 420. No, we got y'all. Come shop with us. What? Yeah. Look at that. CBD. Y'all y'all should be happy. How so, y'all, how y'all, y'all just gonna let him make the 20%? Y'all gotta give me my props. I know y'all like to give me more, but. We black business. Right, I'm looking out for them. I gotta make sure they get their money, too. So, this looks like, as you were saying, as you start the international trade, as you start uh, looking at what countries are doing, this can be a very lucrative uh, business opportunity. Yeah, along with that, um, one thing we did to try to stay ahead of the curve is uh, and position ourselves to be ahead of the curve. So I view it as like prohibition, you know, before uh-huh. liquor was legal. If you were one of those main companies to, to get in the game early, you, you were able to be part of that monopoly. So, and Hauser Bush. Yeah, so we um, actually, through my work at the Larry Hughes Basketball Academy, I was able to gain connections with Larry Hughes, and um, they're partnering with a company called Viola, which is another uh, black owned uh, cannabis brand, one of the major ones. It's a multi state operator, etc. cetera. Uh, some people may have heard of it. Um, and there's a new company being formed called Village Missouri. And so what we did was partner with them. And um, there will be two dispensaries in Missouri um, opening soon and a cultivation center. So we're able to invest and be part owners of that as well. So that's one thing we did to try to stay ahead of the curve. Let's stay on this. I think one of the concerns with the cannabis industry is as we start going to more legalization, is are they going to keep black people out of it, right? We may be users, but are we going to be the owners of these uh, industries, owners of the distribution? How, what tips or advice would you give to others who want to, you know, start their own business or get into it versus just use it? Absolutely, I'll take this question. So uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves on with the Nurses Group is that we help um, minorities start their own brands. Um, so you can white label through us. Um, we can create a whole, a whole brand for you specifically around um, your customer needs or you know your type of style. Um, Chase will develop your website and marketing kit, and then we will actually nice. um, supply your products. We'll manufacture everything for you in house, and uh, you'll have your own line of CBD products that you can um, sell online or you know sell in storefronts. So we have several customers that buy from us uh, in that manner, and we've started over eight brands so far oh, for, wow. other, for other other individuals. So. So it's a working together, helping create, getting more in in the system. Yeah. Because I really have a feeling that Columbia is just waiting. And they're like, oh, so y'all just going to take all our weed? Okay, guess what we got for you? You know, we got these. Columbia? <laughs> yeah, that's where, uh, you would call them, uh, the, the big, the... That's the, where the weed at, David? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Columbia. <laughs> that's where 
love you guys. In every movie and show, they always got the Colombian family like, I want my product distributed. <laughs> they, they not talk about weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's not the same, right? No. Oh, my bad. Okay, but we're going to keep going then. Well, actually, a lot of See, our tell cannabis, them, tell them. A lot of our cannabis comes from California. Specifically, the Golden Triangle, like that's the, the mecca for 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 cannabis in this Eight country. Uh, but we do get a lot of uh, cannabis from Mexico. You know, there. I mean, if you want to. Talk about imported cannabis. A lot of it comes illegally from Mexico. That's yeah, see, I heard that. And so, you know, you have you have so many different places that we can get weed from now, right? So you have Canada right above us, which is dominating the uh, world trade side of it. So they're on the stock market. A lot of the major cannabis brands that you hear are uh, that are traded uh, publicly are are actually in Canada. Um, and so, you know, you'll start seeing more U.S. companies kind of go uh, on the market as, as the market grows here and things open up. Um, it makes it difficult to kind of operate this space specifically because of the rules, right? Yeah. Um, it's not federally legal, so it, there's sometimes some issues that you run into with that. So. So, so let's be real. As it becomes more legal, there will be federal laws. There will be laws on everything. How can you go about, I guess the thing that just popped up in my mind is, your distributors to you, right? Your suppliers. What they're going to want to make sure is you're getting a quote-unquote legal product. So how do we make sure that the stuff that's being delivered to you is not from Joe Schmo's backyard and is actually from a accredited, whatever that may mean, um, dispensary or farm grower? So that's actually us. So, okay. So we do all the cultivation, we do all the post-harvest processing, and we do all the product development. Um, and so we're licensed to do all of those things. We have a, a hemp license in the state of Tennessee. We have a processing license in the state oh, wow. of Tennessee. And we do all of our own manufacturing. So um, we take the guesswork out of it. We send you um, a lab analysis on all mm -hmm. of our products so that you know exactly what's in it when you get it. Um, and that makes the difference for our customers. And yeah, so if you do get a product from a company or someone that hasn't had a lab test, you don't even need tests, that's how you can tell whether um, Joe Small or whatever. Because like you said, it'll be regulated to where there has to be a certain percentage of this, this right. and that or whatever. And so that's how you know if you have those official documents, the test that, you know, it's not just somebody, something that grew in their backyard. So a question I've always wondered, because it's not quote unquote legal in the country yet, you're getting all of this money, are you able to put it in banks? Or how does that system work, if you can tell us? Yeah, absolutely. Or is that underneath y'all matches? <laughs> absolutely. So um, the banking industry in cannabis has a, a very weird relationship mm -hmm. right now. Um, some banks are doing business with cannabis uh, brands and some banks aren't. Um, and there's there's always some, some type of buffer that you can use like a payment processor that would be the buffer between you and the bank, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how we operate our business. We have a buffer between ourselves and the bank. Um, and there are some loopholes that you have to go through and find. And, you know, that's something that we actually help people with when we start their brands. Is we help uh, set up their payment process and get everything to make, make their lives a lot easier. We went through a lot of challenges with that in the beginning. PayPal took a lot of our money. And, Okay. Our, you know, closed our account, um, and so you know we went through some struggles and learning, uh, learning lessons that we had to kind of face as as we figured that whole process out. 
but that's one of the things that we do during our consults with our customers when we set up their accounts is we uh, set up their merchant processing for them as well. So your business is really for either this medicinal purposes or for the holistic uh, approach. But what about the recreation? What if somebody just say, y'all just want to get on there and get high? Absolutely. So we do sell hemp flour, um, which is one of our number one selling products. Um, it does have a slightly psychoactive feel. It's more like hookah. The, the same kind of benefits that you would get. Y'all shouldn't be telling me nothing about no hookah and weed. Uh, now, hold it up, man. That might change the game. Yeah, so it, it's going to be more alive. Uh, <laughs> the Columbia CBD. Like, hey, I, I know I Don't dance time, CBD. <laughs> I feel it. Um, but for sure, it's definitely going to be less psychoactive, but you'll still get you'll still get a buzz, right? So you'll get right. either a relaxed feeling or more of an energetic feeling from the sativa strains. Uh, so a lot of the CBD strains are derived from traditional marijuana strains. The THC has been bred back out of those plants. Okay. Um, and so that's how you get these exotic genetics and things like that that are traditional to marijuana industry but are now uh, a part of the CBD space as well, so. So as we go into this recreational world, right, what do you guys think about, like, you know, when you go to New Orleans, you got Bourbon Street and everybody walking up and down drinking, they probably smoking too. But like what, you know, in Denver, they have festivals solely based around smoking marijuana. Can y'all see yourselves participating in stuff like that where everyone's out there taking y'all oil drops and just dropping it in their tongues? Yeah, absolutely. So we've done several different pop-ups. Uh, we actually did one here in St. Louis. Um, before the pandemic, we did them pretty regularly, but um, since the pandemic, we haven't done any at all. Um, Good answer. And there, and I then, saw them last week. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's definitely something that we you know we try to bring to the industry. Uh, we do all kind of different pop-ups. We do like CBD infused food. And, um, we have, uh, we've done, you know, pop-ups where we, we have people try the smokable products. Uh, so we've tried, we've done a little bit of everything. That's what's up. So what do you want people to take away from this industry? I feel like I've learned a lot today without even, I like, I feel like we could go in a whole other direction, which you talk about people who are in jail, right? People who have been incarcerated based off of use. And then as this has become more and more legal, what are we doing with them? And do you guys real quick have any thoughts on what do we do with that portion of our society that may have either did a few drugs or was selling a few drugs or whatever you want to call it, and now they're being locked up for something that we're starting to legalize? You want me to take that? Are they like no comment? All the way you told us not to say nothing. Just so, smile. So there are a ton of uh, states offering social equity programs specifically for people that have been incarcerated for cannabis, uh, nonviolent cannabis crimes. Um, and the, the, the goal with that is to basically offer uh, assistance to start a cannabis business legally. Um, and so you're starting to see that kind of, uh, you know, like that. pass around the country in different states. The problem with it is it's being abused. So a lot of times people are, you know, they'll come to somebody that has been incarcerated and offer them a bunch of money, sometimes very little money, say, hey, let us use your namesake to get this licensure. And then, you know, we'll give you a small percentage of it. Um, and so it's really not serving its purpose like it should. Uh, there, there was a huge issue in Illinois when they opened up their, their recreational market. Um, with licensing, all of the licenses initially were supposed to be held for, uh, for social equity applicants. Um, and those licenses, for some reason, got postponed. 
Um, and so the, the non-social equity applicants got licensed first and uh, just gave that, that market a huge, it gave them a, a huge uplift on the, on the front side of the, uh, the market because they got to basically get their product on the market, open up their dispensaries, open up their cultivation centers, um, and that kind of pushed the, the social equity applicants uh, back in terms of pr uh, production and, and success within the market. So, Have you guys found yourselves as one of few black men in this industry because I know that, as you guys said earlier, you're working to get others. But until then, you're still going to conferences, meetings, et cetera, and you're looking around the room. How does that room look? Well, there's 3% uh, minority-owned cannabis businesses in the world. So uh, we're very, we're like, uh, you know, a black piece of pepper and a yeah. bag of salt. Like, it's Gosh. just, uh, we're a few far in between. And I think that's going to change over the next 10 years. I think that... You're starting to see a lot more uh, minority-owned cannabis businesses, and you're starting to see the world put more light on it, shed more light on it, right? So, um, why are there still a ton of people incarcerated, black people specifically incarcerated for cannabis, when there's people making millions and billions of dollars off of it on the back end, but then you still have people arrested and, and locked away for nonviolent crimes, and majority of those people are African American or Hispanic, so. It, it, it's a it's a tragedy, and, and I'm just hoping that you know what the work that we're doing will help change that, right? Right. No, I love to hear that part. Um, my producer snuck this question in here. It says, "Y'all got any free samples?" <laughs> L M A O. Absolutely, we'll leave some samples with you all for sure. This he he did y'all <laughs> y'all know this. So where I was really getting at though, as we wrap up, I want you guys to tell us like, what do you want people to take away from today? really when it comes to the cannabis industry, the, you know, people have their perceptions, but I feel like today you really talked about the medicinal purposes, the holistic purposes, people who are going through chronic pains, illnesses, et cetera, like how this really does help. Absolutely. Uh, uh, ca cannabis is life-changing. I believe it saved my life. Um, I went through a, a bad depression and it helped me get through that. I went through a ton of pain and helped me get through that. And I would definitely like to be on something that's not going to harm my uh, liver or kidney and, um, you know, potentially kill me or overdose on it. You can't overdose on cannabis. Um, you know, I, I don't know anybody that has. And there's no science that proves that you right. can. But you can, but a doctor will, will slam opioids down your throat and tell you, like, hey, you're going to use this and it's going to help you feel better. And I've seen so many people, countless people, start from just having a car wreck or right. having some chronic pain. They start from on pain pills and never get off of them. And sometimes they take their lives. So, yeah. you know, being in the treatment industry and seeing that over and over and over again, I just got tired of it. I wanted to do something different about it. So that was part of the reason that we started this brand. I love it. Yeah, and it's just an overall different approach. Like, um, growing up, I took medicine regularly just like everyone else. But uh, now, since... Uh, we started the company and just learning from my brother. Like, I remember one time specifically, I went to Nashville and um, they had really bad tree pollen. And so I drove down feeling perfectly fine. But as soon as I got to his house, I was sick to my stomach mm -hmm. with, you know, feeling nausea and all that kind of stuff. And he, he went and gave me like a, a tincture with some CBD in it and we smoked some weed and I was perfectly fine. In any other situation, I would have maybe taken some some um, allergy medicine yeah. or something like that, which I, but I use a different approach and I felt like that was a better approach. So just 
just things like that. I think the listeners are learning a lot. They're really just waiting for that 20% discount. They're like, yeah, get to the point where y'all drop the website. So tell us, what do you guys have coming up? What's going on? Give us your website. How can we find out more information about you guys? Okay, cool. So our website is inertiasroot.com. Um, is that like route, R-O-U-T-E, or is it root? Root, root. You know I listen to R-O-O-T. All right, so inertiasroot.com um, is the website. Um, R-G. Stuart is uh, inertias underscore root, um, and then we have some some sub pages that follow our cultivation stuff, um, and we did that specifically to kind of you know you know IG will kick you off. So yeah, you know, we have backup pages, uh, <laughs> and so you know that's one of the things. Subscribe that we, to all the pages. Yeah, that's so, what trying to tell you. Yeah, we have a few backup pages just to kind of you know keep IG on their toes, but they will they try to blackball you. So. Yeah, another few things we have, we have our caregivers program that Stu, Stuart talked about earlier, which will be um, a, a medical marijuana program for Missouri um, to where we could cultivate so much amount of flour for a, person, a patient that has a medical card um, per month. And so we'll be looking for patients. So if anyone is interested, you can contact, contact us on the, I, I, the Instagram or the, through the website. Um, yeah, and also we have an, we're gonna have a pop up event um, tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, plug so, it away. Um, just um, uh, you can contact us. Look for it on my IG um, and the website uh, for information on that, and it'll be invite only. And we'll and we'll make sure we put a link on this so you guys can see all the info. Well, I guess we can't put a link because it's invite only, but. If you want to be invited, we might be able to know. He never been to a pop-up. Hit him in the DMs. <laughs> Speaking of the DMs, that's literally our next segment. We have what's called our DM slide. That's when we go to any questions that's been sent in to us, and we kind of answer it. And we usually like our guests to stay on to help us answer. Are you guys open to help us attack it? Did he Absolutely. finish talking about the pop-up event? He, took, he said it's invite only. So <laughs> okay. Eli, you can't be in it this week. <laughs> Did y'all see that? He first wanted the samples, now he wanted the pop-up event. That's deflection. Right. I, I'm not sure right. that was Stan Because it's David with the oh, Columbia CD. Of course. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going and to Columbia this week. So. For a pop-up event. It's, it's happening. For a pop-up. To tell you more about the event, we'll have um, some type of infused um, meal or snack. Um, it'll be a, you know, just a, won't be a bunch of people because we know we still have COVID. It'll be a nice smooth event, it'll be music, etc. It'll be a good time, nice vibes all around. Yeah, so uh, generally we like to do private events mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, build a culture around the events and people that can appreciate them. Um, and so we kind of build it through word of mouth. That's nice. Um, and I think that that kind of separates us too as well. Because um, if everybody has access to it, access to it, it's not the same. Um, and so, exclusivity is important for our brand. Uh, we, we're 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 very high on uh, exclusivity and making sure that the products that we put out are top notch and premium. Um, and they are for everybody. Um, you know, they're 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 going to be towards the top tier of, of products. They're going to be premium, um, and the price point is going to represent that as well. So okay. Basically, he said, cheap people, don't don't try to come up like that. No. Stay at home. Right, stay at home. Even if you get the invite. This is going to be Las Vegas prices. That's what he is telling you. Cali Tech. No, thank you. Thank you guys today. Uh, very informative for us. Now, let's go into our DM slide. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time.
So the audience, y'all know what the DM slot is about. You guys are sending us questions, comments, etc., based off of our previous episodes, based off of anything you want us to talk about. If we don't talk about it, slide into our DMs. It's just that simple. So today's question is from Anonymous. Basically, guys, this has been, this month is maybe a year, a year and a couple of months since COVID started, since this pandemic started. We have went from a couple of weeks of, okay, life is going to be different for a couple of weeks and then we're going to get back to it. To next thing you know, we start quarantining. People start losing jobs. Uh, we couldn't be around family members. We were stuck at home or loving being at home with family members. That's like, yeah, after this is over, the divorce is coming. Do not work. You want to like kick those kids out the house. They're learning from home. And the question is, how has this pandemic affected your mental health? So we had an episode where we really talked about mental health, especially for the black community, especially for black men. It's something that we are starting to do a better job with addressing, but we can continue to do the work with it. So when I think about how this pandemic has affected my mental health, I remember at the beginning, it was fun. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to buy liquor. We're going to do these shot challenges, these push-up challenges. And then it kept going on. Weeks turned into months, and you're just sitting there like, okay, I can only watch so many more Netflix shows. And what I really had to do is I became intentional on reaching out to certain friends. I started to just talk to different family members just to keep my mind fresh. I was even taking walks at the park, going around lakes, just clearing my mind. But there was a deep, you know, like, wow, is this ever going to end? I need interaction with other people. Um, I was unemployed at the time. So I'm like, am I going to get a job? What, you know, I know I have a good resume. Why are they not calling me back? So I did go through that depression, but I ended up getting better. So how did it affect you guys? You want me to go first? I'll take that one. Go ahead. Um, so for me, uh, I was similar to you in the beginning. It was fun. Um, I have been. I work from home. Uh, most of the work that I do is from home anyway. So I have been already kind of locked away in the house for the last two years. So this was like a, a whole other year and a half you added on. Specific. It sounded <laughs> like he was on uh, house arrest. No, 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 no. I was absolutely. Locked away at the house. No, just so you know. In order to start a brand of this magnitude, I had to do a lot, a lot, a lot of focusing okay. and, and working. You know, behind the scenes to get it to where it is today. So. Uh, that last two years, I've been pretty much just on the ground and working really, really hard. And But one of the things that kind of kept me balanced was my ability to travel and go and see different things, host yeah. pop-ups. Um, and all that was taken away with the pandemic. And so, you know, it was a challenge. Even business took a huge hit during the pandemic. So, you know, refocusing on, um, you know, pivoting, figuring out a way to, you know, reshape my business, uh, figuring out different ways to keep the business flowing. Um, it, it was a challenge and it was, that was part of the struggles that I faced and, you know, watching people around me catch COVID and, you know, mm -hmm. watching people die, that, that got, it got really bad for a lot yeah. of people and it's still bad. So, you know, my focus, um, has been on uh, really to, to strengthen my relationship with my family, spend more time with my kid, um, you know, try to, try to focus on those things, the small things, because, you know, that's the thing that's going to, that's going to last, that's going to be there with no matter what goes on. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's my, my advice to people is focus on the people that you love, um, hold them closer, and uh, you know keep those people around you. I love that. What about you, Chase? 
Uh, I think it's the same. I mean, that, that time, this time has been tough on all of us. Um, for my situation, I worked in IT and I already had already worked from uh, home a lot anyway. So being stuck working from home was like you said, it was fun at first. Um, just getting to work from home, chill, relax. Um, but then as it went on longer, uh, me not having a family, you know, living basically by myself, having a roommate sometimes there, sometimes not. Um, it was rough. Um, but again, like my brother said, you just tend to focus on what's important, your family, your friends, um, and really lock in and start focusing, focusing on yourself, um, getting better, um, just try to keep staying healthy, you know, still working out and not being lazy when you're stuck in the house, you really don't have anywhere to go. Um, and then still eating healthy, you know, mm -hmm. my fun, the funniest thing for me during that time was to go to the grocery store, you know, because that's really all you could do is go to the store yeah. and get food. And toilet tissue. And, and tissue, you know, but, um, just staying focused, and then I also um, I was able to keep working. Uh, not like a lot of people, I was able to keep working. Um, eventually got laid off, but even with my other job, um, coaching basketball at the Larry Hughes Academy, we were off for maybe a month. But then um, we did we we got got back going maybe after a month and a half with just uh, certain guidelines. We all had to wear masks. We all had to social distance and and uh, hand sanitize frequently, but. I was able to stay pretty active, so um, it wasn't as bad. Um, like you said, watching people get sick and catch COVID, um, that was also tough. But just um, staying strong mentally as much as you can talk by talking to people, friends, and family, um, that's how I've been able to get through it and keep going. So Let's do some good product placement. Any products y'all would suggest if you're going through stuff like this? Yeah, absolutely. Not telling y'all to self-medicate, but you can sell the CBDK. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I would recommend our tinctures. Uh, we have a set that comes with an energy and a relaxed tincture. Uh, the energy is throughout the day when you want to pick me up, uh, you want to get your day started. Um, and then the relaxed tincture is an hour before bed. Um, it'll help you calm down and relax. Some people use a relaxed tincture during the day, too, where they have anxiety. Um one thing about cannabis is that it's different strokes for different folks. Um, you know, one person can take the same product and get a completely different result. Wow. Um, and so you want to start small and then work your way up um, with any kind of uh, cannabis product. Um, we're going to release some new products in the future. One of the products that we're going to release is going to be our, uh, our edibles. We're going to have a... You heard it here, folks. This is an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive <laughs> world premiere. Yeah, so we're going to release uh, some, <laughs> some edibles that, that will kind of be specifically for that. So people that want to relax and, and kind of be chilled and calm down, we're going to have an edible for you. So Y'all really can find us on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and um, Podbean. Make sure that you follow The Perspective Podcast. We are also on Instagram at the.perspectivepodcast. Also, make sure that you hit us up in our DMs. We definitely will enjoy answering all of your questions, all of your quotes, whatever you got. If you want us to read something and give our perspective on those, give those. You know. Also, on our Instagram, we do have a Google form. Fill those out. Like We really would like the information and like the feedback. That's how we get better. So make sure that y'all hit us up. Uh, we are here. We're not going anywhere. And I know I got in in the last two minutes. But yes. fuck everybody because everybody's wow. talking shit. Well, so we're oh. not here because this is our last episode of the season. So, Stuart, thank you guys for coming no today. Well, appreciate you having us. For our fans, we will see you guys next season. Thank you guys for supporting us. And look out. Adios. That's me talking from Columbus. <laughs>